Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll see you at dinner. Yeah, I hope you like turkey because that's what we're having. Yes, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just got that silly notification again, Vanya, from the Adobe thing. Okay, good. It didn't mess with it. I feel like everything's breaking down a little bit right now. I need to like yeah. change. I feel like, you know what? Yesterday I saged everything. I saged. Ooh. <clears throat> because, because we, hi guys, I'm Vanya. What's up? Rom crime. Yo. Welcome rom criminals. I'm Avrin. <laughs> <laughs> so week of Thanksgiving, guys, and here we go. My family is getting over sick sicknesses. I'm so sorry. And of course... You know, I thought I had caught it and then I was fine the next day. And then now everybody's pretty much good. And now I was like, Avrin, can we push a couple hours? Because I need to nap and shower and just, I don't know, eat spicy foods. That's an, that's the other oh. thing I did. My mouth is still burning. I feel better, actually. Good. <laughs> what did you eat? Um, well, um, my husband ordered some pizza for the kids. And I put on these hottest, um, that habanero crunch that you get from trader joe's oh i love that stuff oh my god you guys it is it's so, it's so spicy but it is so good especially if you're a little under the weather and you can't you're i've never i haven't lost my um my taste buds but i have certainly they're dulled they're dulled yeah i know nothing tastes like exactly how i expect it to taste and that annoys the shit out of me <laughs> i don't know about you but it annoys the shit out of me yeah that trader joe's they got their habanero game strong their they habanero really hot sauce is like yes. my favorite hot sauce i always yeah. buy like three bottles of it every time i go and now i, I have like a whole uh shelf in my pantry that's pretty much just that i'm hoarding it I love it. I need to go to Trader Joe's. I because of the sickness, I haven't gone and we. I've just been ordering in food mostly, and I need to really like do an Instacart delivery thing. But I just can't bring myself to. It's just tough. It is tough being sick. It is like completely for me discombobulating, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it like, doesn't the, feel good. No, and everybody needs me. And then I so the dog. I had to board him because I was like, I can't take care of this dog. Like I couldn't Aww. take him on walks. Right. 
And then I, you know, felt bad about that. And then like $80 later for two days of boarding, whatever. I'm just hemorrhaging. Is he home now? Is he home now? Money. Um, yeah, he's home. He's good. Good. He's, he's good. I told you guys. Well, I don't know if I told you, but I told Mike uh, about he ate ibuprofen. He's fine. Everything's okay. You told me. Yeah. You butt dialed me actually Ugh, when you had right. just gotten oh home. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that I, I'm glad you answered. I'm glad I butt dialed you. My butt really knows what's up sometimes. That's right. Your butt knows what's Cause up. Because you, you know about the dogs. But next time, I swear to God, I am going to like give him a cocktail of whatever it is and mix it with something so he throws up immediately. Oh, yeah. Because that will save me so much money. So much money. But is there, what's the human drug that does that? Is that like Ipecac? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Ipecac, yeah. I wonder Ipecac. if you could. We should Google it later and find out if yeah, that's safe for dogs. If you need I to make them can, throw up, what is it? It's like Ben. What what is that stuff that people like sometimes gargle with when they're sick? Hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, hydro- I think it's hydrogen peroxide. You can give oh. that to them and then they barf. Yikes. Fun times, guys, up in the Arslanian house here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you're like, what can I do to make my dog vomit? I know, and so we're. We're approaching Thanksgiving, of course. Yes, we are. Happy I'm Thanksgiving, so wrong criminals. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. What are you guys doing this week, Av? So we're going to do... Uh, uh, wow, my brain literally just like... You're like, nothing. I hate Thanksgiving. Stop. No. It's stopped. <laughs> um, the plan is to do Thanksgiving with my... Uh, in-laws well my father-in-law we're gonna go to his place and my sister-in-law will be there and then um unfortunately james my husband has to work like the earlier part of the day but we just decided like hey babe since you're gonna be a working man on the holidays we'll just do everything and then when you get done at seven we'll have dinner at a normal time instead of in the afternoon i i like that and so we're gonna have like a 7 p.m 7 30 p.m thanksgiving feast um, and probably go in a hot tub or something afterwards. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, what are you guys doing? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting over a little cold. Um, Yes, we are going to see some friends in Culver City. And Ooh. yes, um, we're going to do that. They've got kids, and so the kids will play. It should be fun. I uh, got this game. Um, it's called Lot- Loteria. It's like Mexican bingo we're going to play. Oh, fun. It's really fun, simple bingo game that you can, you know, sort of. I, I really, I'm in this space where I want to bring like old people, young people, everybody together to play something. Because I, yes. I think that's such a fun tradition, you know? Yeah, I love to play games. My family is big into the games. But you're right. It is hard sometimes to find, like especially with the littles, to find a exactly. game that they can like competently play yeah and you don't have to like let them you know just make up their own rules and bingo is a good one as long as they understand letters and numbers yep you're good yeah yeah i know we have little ones and one of them um has hearing loss so but i would say it's all so with the loteria the mexican bingo it's on a card so you bring up the cards so as as we say, whatever, you know, so then oh, you, you find can also you, see it, too. Yeah, you can see it. So I think that'll be good for the little kids, too. It, That's you know, great. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So, yeah, I mean, I just wish everybody the most happy. Um, yes. Loving, happy, gathering. wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. And you I had any wrongs, any crimes for you this oh, week? Oh, man. Well, I was going to say, like, we were talking a little bit before we started that the, the Rona <laughs> is back, oh, baby. Yeah. And or at least in, in my orbit at the moment. So. My crime is a, a potential crime because obviously if it turns out, I'm going to make sure to test myself before 
uh, Thanksgiving, like, you know, oh, right. the day before, yeah. maybe the day of just before going over, because uh, I'm not trying to, to give the Rona to anyone. So if right. it if it steals Thanksgiving from me, that will be my crime. But that's just a hopefully a unlikely scenario. Yeah. I just had a couple people at my workplace uh, have it. And obviously yeah. I had I had been in the same place as them, you know, within the time yeah. that they got it. So I'm going to be extra careful, obviously. So that's a potential crime there. Yeah. Um, Rom, I just like, I'm, I'm digging the like fall slash wintry vibes and getting it cozy. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and uh, I went golfing, Vanya, for the first <gasps> time. Yay! Oh my gosh. Did you get to show him? I uh, did. I mean, now listen, I'm still not great. I'm, but I got to use, we went with a couple of our friends, uh, and we, we did the one right next door because I live yes. next door to a golf course. Um, if you guys ever saw Swingers, it's the it's the yeah. golf course from the movie Swingers. But yeah. go on. <laughs> and uh, I, we had the best time. I'm I'm not good at golf, you guys, but I had so much fun. I didn't yes, whiff. Is. I didn't whiff too many times. Well, it's different when you're actually like aiming. That's true. I know you're totally uh, right. It's and that the little tiny on. hole. That yeah, little tiny. No, it's it's a tiny hole, you guys. It <laughs> like, is. I finally, uh, I finally, with some some pointers from James, I finally figured out the putter. I was whacking. I was oh. hitting too hard. You know, like I just kept being like, well, that was a par 12 for oh Avron. <laughs> you guys will have to come up to our neck of the woods because there's like a fun little um, mini golf and that helps with putting. Ooh, it really I does. I love a putt putt. Oh, yeah. We should yeah. do that. Well, that's great. Yeah, I so it was just that. fun, but it was also like cozy, and we went kind of in the early afternoon. Like we started at three, so that we got the full sunset. Oh yeah, and you know, then like it was a little breezy. We brought the dog. We literally brought our dog on the golf course, and he just stays sure with no us and runs around. It's no, not your great. typical golf course. Yeah, it's, it's a very, public. It's like a very par three. It's like a short one. Yeah, and everyone's drinking beers and walking around, and so fun. Yeah, so that was great. What about you? Um. Well, okay. So my rum would be the love of my sister because I was mm. having a major meltdown yesterday. Everybody was sick, but we were so we were getting family photos taken. This is the first time we have done ever professional family photos. Ooh. I know. It's crazy. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. I am a bad parent. No, you just do them yourself. It's true. I did. I did do them myself. I, like the last time I did pictures, it was just of the kids, but I like set up a whole backdrop and it I was great lighting outside and anyways, but I'm excited to have like with a nice camera, everything. So, but I was like, myself was always is always the last person right to, to mm-hmm. be taken care of and i didn't know what i was gonna do with my hair and i have not been enjoying my hair this is i'm so sorry if this is boring but <laughs> you know when you get sick of your hair like yes, I, yes. I didn't i'm not enjoying it curly and so i've been wearing it like slicked back sort of like in like like a tight bun for the last maybe five months or so but i was like i know i need to i was facetiming with my sister and my mom and um i was like well i'm thinking about just doing two braids down and my mom's you gotta love a mom they're just she's like lo- no oh no, no she did she goes <laughs> she gave me this face i was like oh yeah i forgot you're okay my good. mom no? yeah <laughs> i appreciate you mom i appreciate you but then my sister was like just don't don't wash it because that i was like if i have to wash it and i i was like had to go in like an hour she right like, don't wash it just curl it. Do you, you have a curling iron. I still, I do. I was like, I haven't used it for uh, maybe mm. back in the olden days when you and I would like oh, get yeah. together and do our show. I, I haven't used it in like three years. Mm. Excuse me. Anyways, so I did my hair and Good. I think I thank the Lord for my little sister for um, talking me off uh, the ledge. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> and then, you know, a crime is, is 
I don't, it's like, I'm really bringing it down here, but the shoot, the shooting that happened, um, yeah. where, where was that at? I it was in I, Colorado Springs. I, and I just, am like, I don't, I guess I could just go on and on about like, I don't understand why people hate so much. I don't, I really don't understand. Yeah. It's a, it was an, it's an unspeakable really. I mean, the world we live in is just feels like it gets scarier and darker every day and it you know yeah. I was wondering about that too like is it scarier and darker because it really is getting scary like worse and worse or is it just that we're older and like really understanding the right. messed upness of humanity I don't know probably a combination of the two you know yeah. it's like yeah I guess now as older wiser hopefully people yeah. things you know they make a lot everything's just more clear yeah. But also, it does feel like the world is a, you know, Trump was, a, you know, like giving a, a speech on the news again. And I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen this in so no, long. I'm having like I a know. visceral reaction. I had like a visceral bad reaction yeah, when when Maybe he was announcing his <laughs> announcing his his uh, his bid for the nomination. And I it was just like, oh, like bad, yeah. painful flashbacks. And I know the fight, the fight will not uh, will not be over. And no. we will not. We will keep fighting, and we will keep uh, trying to spread messages of love, not hate. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I can do from my home, is especially having like kids in in elementaries and you know school. And I think that's where I'm going to try and make the most change, and then otherwise vote for the way you know. The, but like, and then like donate if I can, you know. But yeah. like otherwise, I just I have to have something tangible that I can like do. And I for me, I guess it's like helping my kids and the kids that go to, you know, like, in the, it's tough, guys. I'm sure all of you are going through the same thing. And then, like, now here we go. Here we go, holidays. And yeah. I just I just want to love and be, I want to, I want everything to go back to a lighter time. And I think it is, question I mean, mark. Uh, hopefully the holidays. <laughs> with, you know, with the coronavirus, know. like, lightening up. Although, you know. I mean, not, yeah, obviously there's, at least there's more information, research, understanding of everything now. That's so true. That's it, true. I, I, we're well equipped to handle it in a way that we certainly weren't before and it's yes. you know it's I don't think it's going away anytime soon but I think the this, yeah. the way it will affect life and people that I think has moved into a much less you know scary place 100% I also feel like I I I do know when to just take something and just put it out of my thoughts or, yeah, or yeah. not or like kind of say you know what I'm just going to say fuck it right now and not worry and let my kids play on that in that small space on the playground with another kid. You know what I mean? I'm just right, like, right. they're all, we're all vaccinated. We're doing the best we can and everybody, yeah. So I'm just, I, I'm, I am, I do want to say a shout out to my family. I love you guys. I wish I could be with you for Thanksgiving, but same, we're going to see same you Same to soon. my family. I, I look forward to being with my whole family in just a couple of weeks. You know, we're all going to yeah. get together for Christmas, but I love you guys and I will miss you for Thanksgiving. That's right. Okay. So, oh my God, are you guys ready for this? I'm excited. Okay. So, um, Av, let's see. <laughs> I'm I, very excited. Okay. I, I we like we do like to do like a movie that's on theme some if, if we can and so oh my god you should see our text exchange I <sighs> went through so many I was like what should I do for Thanksgiving and so I went I even I even like contemplated for a second like a Garfield Thanksgiving I'm like that could be funny oh yeah <laughs> Garfield's great <laughs> I know I was like oh maybe a cartoon but I settled on which is not really a well it's a black rum 
It is a super dark comedy. Well, we can call it. There's definitely a a strong theme of love, that and being in love and wanting love and lust and you know romanticy things. Oh yeah, there's crime in it. it's it was a fun. I rewatched it last night, and I was like, yes. "This is so fucking crazy." Okay, so we, t- I will be um, chatting a little bit today about the House of Yes. It was, yes. it w- was originally a play by Wendy McLeod. Is that how you say it? McLeod. The so. E is in front of the O. So, it, anyways, originally a play. Um, then in '97, uh, became a film, and Parker Posey stars along with um, Tori Spelling, and then. Who's the other guy? There's uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s in there. Yeah. And I the I mean the face of the main guy is in my head right now, but I cannot think of his it name. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to see this movie, you really should. You can rent it on Prime. But it is very, very, very dark. Yeah. And, and twisty. I, yes. And twisty. So Parker Posey plays Jackie O, and she has a twin brother, and her brother and her growing up. They're twins. They're and- twins. So they're basically one. They're I thought basically the, one. the line that Freddie Prince Jr. has about what it is and tell the people spoiler alert in case you haven't seen oh, yeah. it and you want to watch it fresh. But it's big. Let spoiler me just alert. Say, yeah, it's spoiler alert. Uh, there will be spoils. It's a, it's an interesting movie. It's very creepy. I remember watching it like early 2000s or 97 and being like, this is so edgy. They basically uh, the twins. Basically, she's like. Kiss me, brother. I incest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that from a stand-up I just watched. Your sister has been out of the hospital less than six months. Last week, she nearly lost her because the seltzer water was flat. And you bring a woman home. Not just a woman, but a fiancé. An anti-Jackie. Are you trying to push your sister over the edge? No. Well, just what then are you trying to do? Be normal. <sighs> I thought it was better that I come and tell her myself. It would be better not to tell her at all. It would be better if you had nothing to tell. If there's anyone present who knows why this marriage should not take place, it is me. Why? Why what? Why shouldn't this marriage take place? You know why. Tell me. I'm going to go baste the turkey and hide the kitchen knives. On Thanksgiving in 1983, Marty, Marty Pascal, travels from New York City to McLean, Virginia to visit his family. His mom, Mrs. Pascal, who's nutso, younger brother Anthony, that's played by Freddie Prince Jr., and twin sister Jackie O. And Jackie O was just recently released from a psychiatric hospital. And she's completely obsessed with Jackie. So she's got, she has some mental health issues, but always kind of has growing right, up. Right, right. Their father uh, left their mother. It's it's kind of like unknown exactly, but like either the mom killed the dad on the day that um, Kennedy was shot or the father just left on that day. But it's right. like a big, it was a big lightning bolt in there in all of their psyches. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's obsessed with Jackie O. Yes. And they're like kind but of in a, kind rich. of a dark way, right? Like, yes. Like her idea, they went to this uh, Ides, Ides of, March, of March, which is actually my brother's birthday, the Ides of March. No the way. The 15th of March. Yes. Also the day, I guess, uh, Brutus sta- murdered Caesar, right? 
Oh, like beware the Ides of March. I know it's from Julius Caesar. Anyway, yeah, not important. Not that. important. To the yeah, story. So it's the Ides of March party. And yeah, all she goes up. as she goes as Jackie O, but like not just as Jackie O. She's got the full like pink outfit and from then the she's covered it with ketchup and uh, macaroni noodles to look like yes. brains. <laughs> Very distasteful. And, and people don't like it. That <laughs> no people way. aren't, they're not there for it. So the only one who is still thinks she's cool is her twin brother. Yeah. And so they have this thing where it plays out where their foreplay is basically reenacting the uh, the murder. The assassination and the of assassination. JFK. And then they get it on. So, um, so when but, he's bringing his new fiance, who he's only been dating for six months. She's a waitress who works at a Donut King. This movie is so is darkly, amazing. beautifully funny, and like the de- the specific details of like New York yes. too. Where I was like, a Donut King. Yeah. I get it. I, I don't know that there's actually a Donut King in New York, but I know what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And it's really it's written really witty, wittily. It's you, you can. I will say you can tell it was a play. Like you certainly it can. Feels it all very takes place like it, yeah, yeah. It's like it all practically takes place in one room. I think it yeah. takes place in like two rooms the whole movie. Exactly. But Parker Posey is incredible in this. She, she sure is. It's right up her alley. Um, I told you the story about Parker Posey coming into my work once, right? I think you have, but yeah. tell us again. Well, I it was I just could never get over it. Every time I see her in a movie, I was working in this like luxury um, clothing store, and she from the deli next door brought in this big tub of tuna salad and like ate it at the register. Oh my I'm god, like, amazing! What the fuck are you doing, Parker? I love anyway. it. I I actually stood in line behind her at a bodega in the East Village once, uh, and was really trying to play it be cool but i was also freaking out because waiting for guffman is one of my favorite movies and oh my i just god. think she's brilliant Ugh. and so she's standing in front of me and i'm just like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i know i know i love her so much but she, she, she smokes ma- american spirits that's, oh, that's what i learned that day yeah. or she she's, did this was a long time ago she's kooky man um Let's see. So Leslie's arrival disrupts the family like big time. Yeah. Jackie O's freaking the F out. She's like, there's, you know, what we find out uh, later that J- Jackie actually shot her brother mm-hmm. at one point. Because so she did not want him to move away. Yeah. To New York, which obviously we know he's visiting from New York. So uh, she didn't she didn't get her wish. Nope. And unfortunately, the night it's really creepy. It It's. So it's they're a in this big right? house. It's a yes, a huge hurricane's happening. The mother is this like really bizarre Weirdo. woman. Yeah. yeah, just like like an enabler with with her kids, but also like maybe sick herself mentally. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then and poor Anthony. Oh, poor Anthony. But he's also creeptastic later, oh, too. When so he creepy. seduces Leslie, he basically boinks Leslie because he's like, listen. My brother and sister are downstairs right now boning. They're yeah. they're doing it. And she's like, "What? No, gross." And so she goes downstairs <laughs> and, and they they are. She she catches her her fiance boinking his twin sister. So naturally, <laughs> of course, she runs back upstairs and she's like, "Okay, baby brother. Let's let's do you it." You know, he fucked his sister, I'll fuck his brother. <laughs> yeah. It's some real messed up dark logic. Uh <laughs> But makes perfect sense in the movie. <laughs> totally. Yeah. He also tells her he's dying of a brain tumor. And that he's a virgin. And neither Good of those Jesus things are true. God, yeah. Are true. So in the morning and then like, uh, oh, by the way, the mom somehow, I don't know, are they fucking with the door open? Apparently, maybe. I guess they mm-hmm. are. Because yeah. the mom no- sees it or whatever. And uh, so she's like, 
Leslie, you have to go. You must leave now. But Leslie confronts Marty about what she saw. And then Marty breaks down and begs Leslie, no, no, I want to go back with you. Let's like, let's do it. And so the night before they had had, so Parker Posey, they, yeah, they I played mean, the Jackie game. O, they played the game. So the gun was out, but he made sure because he's no dummy. He's been he shot made, once before. Exactly. Shoot me once. Shame on <laughs> You shoot me twice, shame on me. So he checked the gun, he checked the barrel, there was nothing in it. But of course, Jackie O, um, she finds the gun and, um, well, it's got real billets in it and she kills her brother. Yeah, and then basically the movie, the it's that's why it's, it's definitely a play. But I love yeah. how the movie builds to this crazy crescendo, right? Of like... yes. No, I I am gonna leave with you, Leslie. You're right. I want I want this normal life. I want a love that that makes sense and is you know right. And they have this yeah. fantasy where all of a sudden they're in their New York City apartment. I like that. And then you hear the gunshot, and then it just Leslie just comes screaming, running out of the house, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and then you see footage of like a flashback of Jackie O in her costume, and then you go to actual Jackie O as a teen being filmed by Marty, and she asks him, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, well, he goes, do you want me to stop, or you want me to keep going, or something like that. She's like, yes, stop it, stop it. I know, because I had to look it up a little bit. I'm like, what does the house of yes mean? Because Marty is always saying yes to his sister, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know? I was like, what does it even mean? I couldn't quite figure, but I think that's the the thing. But it's so stylized. It's, It's, I would say, if you're in the mood for something it's kind of a thinker and also like it's feels cool for the sake of being cool in some parts, you know, like this sure, is so sure. edgy. It's so edgy. It's super edgy. But, but it also gives you like Great Gardens vibes. Like yes. this, this oh my God, big yes. old mansion that's clearly, you know, in Virginia. not at its peak anymore. Yeah. And um, this weird, you know, odd eccentric family that has clearly fallen from grace in several different ways and has hiding lots of secrets. Yeah. Um, which is a perfect segue into Yay. the story I'm going to tell you. It's oh, so you funny. Guys. So Vanya picked this movie specifically because of the Thanksgiving element, right? And yes. obviously yes. I was like, I'm going to try to find some kind of Thanksgiving crime, which I remember from years past is actually, it's not hard to find anything that's truly fleshed right. out. Anything that's been like really fleshed out enough in terms of what you can find out about it is always so sad and yeah. horrible. Holidays are a wonderful time, but also a really hard time for a lot of people yes. um, and uh, clearly bring up a lot of emotions when people get together. And I randomly with my hubs was just, you know, scrolling through the HBO Max, like looking for something to watch after we finished all the White Lotus. <laughs> and I there was this this new documentary called Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty. It just came out November 2nd. So it's a brand new doc. It's three parts. And we started it and I was like, I must watch all three parts tonight. Ooh, (laughs) fun. That's how good it was. Like how much it hooks you because every episode ends on a great cliffhanger. But simultaneously, I was like, this is the perfect story to pair with House of Yes. But it is a big 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 broad story so rom criminals strap in because we're actually going to do a two-parter with this story Bonnie has picked two movies the second movie she kind of picked because she knew I was already doing this you know um but (laughs) so this I'm going to give you guys part one and then you'll have to come back in two Tuesdays 
to hear part two. Um, now, this is really recent, Vaughn. Like, does that name, oh. the, does the name Murdoch or Murdoch, it was pronounced several different ways throughout the documentary, depending on who was talking about them. Does that sound familiar? It's a uh, South, South Carolina, a prominent family in South Carolina. Well, let me just, let's just go, get yeah. into it. If you haven't heard about it, cool. Then you're, you know, this will be all new for you. Yay. Okay, so... Again, this is from all my information is just straight from Low Country, the Murdoch Dynasty on HBO Max. Now streaming. Okay. (laughs) So our story starts on June 8th of 2021 with the breaking news of a Dummel Hobbes. Wow, a Dummel? A (laughs) Dummel. Let's take that back. With the breaking news of a double homicide in Hampton County, South Carolina. The news of the murders is made even more shocking because the victims are two members of an incredibly prominent family. Maggie Murdaugh and her son Paul had been shot and killed execution style (gasps) in the family's hunting lodge, and they were found by Maggie's husband and Paul's father, Alex Murdaugh. So now before I continue on with the the story of the crime, I want to tell you a little bit about the Murdaugh family. Now, Hampton County, which is also known as Low Country is made up of five counties in a very, you know, kind of rural part of South Carolina. So it is very rural. It is tons of poverty, not all that much to do in terms of entertainment. Basically, there's two classes in the low country. There's the have haves all of it and the haves none of it. And there's oh, nothing sucks. and there's nothing in the middle. And it's it's described as small town America where those who live there have no real good reason to leave. But there's also no reason anyone would ever go there, oh. which I was like, uh-huh, painting a good picture. I, I feel like I, I'm getting a pretty good picture. So in this small town, Vaughn, one family has reigned supreme for nearly a century known as the kings of low country. The Murdoch family was the law. Literally, they had been generationally like one of them was and then another one of them took over. They had been the the Hampton County District Attorney. Oh, for nearly 100 years, starting. (gasps) Yeah. Starting with Randolph Murdoch, then his son, Randolph Buster Murdoch, the second, then his son, Randolph, the third and finally Alex Murdoch. And Alex is really his middle name. He's Randolph Alexander Murdoch. Um, And sorry, I lost my place, y'all. So the district attorney's position is, if you don't know, is the person who decides what, who and what will be prosecuted and who and what won't be prosecuted. So like they'd get to choose which cases they'd actually take to trial and which ones they're like, there's not enough evidence, can't prosecute. That's a lot of power. A lot. It's interesting because you know what I didn't, when we were, uh, I don't know, this last year or so, people were like, um, protesting trying to get the, a different da in trying mm-hmm. to rebuke or whatever it is get the guy off because they there were crimes that these specific people the a crime i can't remember but i didn't this is how i learned why yeah, I'm like why do these like people the, want to recall i don't get it because yeah, they want, the district attorney makes those decisions so it's a really powerful position and to think that one family has ha- has held that position in this in the in these five counties for Crazy. almost 100 years i mean Basically, they're kind of creating, they are the law. They're not like the police, but the ones who go to jail, that's their choice. And that's going to breed, you know, some obvious issues as we go through all of this. They get to decide who gets the death penalty. <gasps> Things like that. Oh, because it's Carolina. 
North, South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, so for nearly a century, the Murdoch family has owned the justice system in this area. They are a feared family, being with it being well known in the community that it's best to stay off their radar completely if possible, but to make sure that you never get on the bad side of this family. Some local residents even hint at the fact that Randolph Buster Murdoch II would often have his adversaries killed. Now, again, <gasps> that's never been like confirmed, but that's like everyone in the in the towns that they interview in this documentary. They, they're all from this place. They they've lived there their whole lives. And they're like, it's pretty well known that uh, Randolph Buster Murdoch II would just kill off his enemies um, or have Jesus. them killed. Now, in addition to owning uh or sorry, to controlling the district attorney's office, the family also runs, I don't even know how this is legal, but I guess it is. They run a personal injury law firm called uh, PMPED, which most people in this area just refer to as the firm because it's like the the law, the law firm. Um, and nobody really cares or knows what any of the initials are. They all only know that the M in PMPED is stands for Murdoch. Okay. So with this kind of power and money, the air of being untouchable above the law is obvious. And Alex and Maggie Murdoch's son, Paul, well, he's no different. He was raised believing that he was above everyone else in Hampton County. And he was described by residents of the area as obnoxious and arrogant and kind of a bully, uh, and so that I just want okay I just want you to have like a picture of this place and this family and now two members of this family have been murdered execution style. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so we're coming back to June um 8th Alex finds his wife and his um youngest son of 2020. Shot. He's 20 uh 2021 is when this okay. happened. Wow. So So yeah, Paul's only 22 years old, Maggie's only 52 years old. It's a it is a true tragedy. Um and, and I'm going to ask a dumb question. Yeah, no. Execution style is... Meaning like shot at close range in a very specific place that's like a meant head? to kill you. Yeah, like your... Oh, okay. Yeah, like your head or your heart or... Gotcha. Yeah. Good to know. Um, I honestly, yeah, yeah, I was no, like, I just... And again, know. that's that's a, like police say, it, but that look, I mean, they believe that, you know, it was like an execution style. They were shot and based on the evidence, it, it seems that it was kind of a targeted hit okay gotcha okay so now you have that picture of the Murdoch family and we'll go back to the double homicide after a week passes and the sheriff's department don't have any leads or suspects the theories emerge again that this was a targeted hit with Paul the 22 year old son Paul as the the actual target and Maggie the accidental witness as one low country resident said in the documentary what happened to Maggie and Paul was shocking, but also there's only so much bad someone can do before they get theirs. Okay, so if that gives you any indication, the fact that he would be the target of a hit and that the people are like, obviously it's horrible and shocking, but also like you can only be so shitty of a person until it catches up with you. So to understand how this theory comes to have legs, we're going to rewind to February 24th of 2019. Paul Murdaugh and his girlfriend, Morgan, Anthony Cook, who is Paul's best friend, and Anthony's girlfriend, Mallory Beach, along with their friends, Connor Cook and Miley Altman, decide to spend the day on Paul's boat. Now, these six young adults, they're like, you know, 19, 20, have been friends their whole lives. They grew up together and with not much to do, as I mentioned, in Hampton County. 
we'll just call it Hampton. Uh, they often, you know, they go swimming in the river. Or they go boating. Older folks go fishing. Sometimes, if not often, all the time, there's alcohol involved in days uh-huh. days on the river. Um, Anthony Cook's parents often warned their son, who was Paul's best friend, uh, that obviously, you know, to appreciate his best friend, but also to be careful because... Uh, if this group of tight-knit friends ever got into any trouble, it would be them who went down, not Paul. Which, right. I mean, I feel like if you have to warn your kid, like, hey, just watch your back. Don't don't get into any trouble with this kid because you're the one who's going to actually get in trouble and he's not. Yeah. So, and I just, I'm like, yikes. To have to, like, tell a teenager that about his best friend, I feel like there's clearly a deep distrust and fear of this family and this community. So... February 24th, 2019, the six friends make a pit stop at a gas station where Paul uses his older brother Buster's ID and purchases uh, two cases of beer, which is so funny to me because I'm like, if this is really that small of a town, right, wouldn't, they would- wouldn't they know who he was? Like, and just be like, just whatever. I guess maybe they were like, I guess he brought you handed me an ID in case a, a cop ever watches sure. this. Um, and like any normal teenagers with a boat, they go drinking and boating. Now, this is 2019, all right? So this is, like, pretty present day. Yeah. And, uh, again, teenagers. So most of this day is documented on social media. Uh, they Showing the friends drinking beer and White Claws and making videos with silly filters and having a really fun day. Now, sometimes shortly after midnight, Paul decides that they need to make a pit stop. They got to hop off the boat and hit up a bar for some shots. Having been drinking all day already, the others don't want to, but Paul is not the kind of uh, guy that takes no for an answer. He does what he wants, and it's his boat. So if you don't want to get stuck here, stranded, you're coming with me to this bar. So they go to Luther's Bar, uh, which is a bar in this area, for some shots. Now, if Paul had been tipsy from the day drinking, it's really clear to his friends when they leave the bar that Paul has crossed from tipsy into drunkity drunk 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 uh paul starts arguing with his girlfriend morgan and everybody can kind of see where paul was headed because this is kind of nuts to me but also i feel like just you know somebody intervene here like get this boy some help uh paul got drunk so often that they actually had um a nickname for the alter ego that emerged when he would like cross over into this level of drunk they called him timmy Uh And once Timmy showed up, the fun usually came to an end. And there was a clear sign that Paul's alcohol consumption had reached Timmy proportions because he would do this weird thing with his hands. This is like documented in photographs. I highly recommend the documentary. I'm going to go through a lot of it, but there's a lot, obviously, that's visual. But there would come a point where he, he would, you know, when this Timmy alter ego was out, that like he would hold both of his hands like splayed out like this, Vaughn which you guys oh. can't see, sorry. Yeah. And it was like he was incapable of getting keeping his fingers together or making a fist. And there's pictures where you can see it and it's both hands. And it only ever happened when he reached a certain level of like intoxication. Hmm. Um, and uh, there is some photographic evidence of this happening uh, the night of the boat ride. Now, of course, in hindsight, they all knew they should never have gotten back on Paul's boat. But teenagers going to teenage. So they did. <laughs> Now, once back on the boat, still arguing with his girlfriend, he even apparently slapped her at one point. <gasps> like this is this is an, a bad, uh-uh. a bad, bad, bad drunk a hole. Um, chaos is kind of kicking in. Paul is literally 
Paul slash Timmy, I guess, is literally doing like donuts in his speedboat at incredibly oh. high speeds. Everyone's kind of screaming and asking him to slow down. Stop, stop, stop. Like, stop. It's kind of getting chaotic. Scary. Um, uh, and Anthony, his best friend, asks Paul, like, let me drive. But Paul refuses. He's like, it's my boat. I'm driving. <laughs> um, the girls are like huddling down on the bottom of the boat because for fear of getting like tossed out of it or yeah. maybe feeling or fear or maybe feeling like they're going to vomit because of what he's doing. Sure. Um, and then Connor Cook eventually convinces Paul like, hey, man, just let me drive for a few minutes, like grab a drink or whatever. Um, so Connor takes over driving and then Paul continues to argue with his girlfriend, Morgan. And basically Morgan's like, I am done with you, you know, and good for her because his behavior is unacceptable. After she basically tells him she's done with him, Paul demands that Connor let him drive, shoves him out of the driver's seat and speeds down the river. And they only see the bridge a split second before everything goes upside down. <gasps> Paul's boat crashes into the, a bridge. So what I can imagine is, you know, like obviously boats are meant to go under bridges. And uh-huh. it's it's like right where on the side where like the side of the bridge meets like the beach part. And they crash right into it. They're all thrown from the boat. When they get out of the water, they realize that one of them is missing. Mallory, Anthony's girlfriend, has not come out of the water. The boat is covered in blood. (gasps) They call 911. They are freaking out, screaming. They can't find Mallory. Where's Mallory? When the police um, and ambulance arrive, they're all still looking for her. Uh, And police begin to question the five teenagers who are all, except Paul, should be noted, all of them except Paul, are freaking out and they're hurt. Like they're also injured and they're terrified. Paul asks to use an officer's cell phone and places a call to his grandfather, Randolph III, because he's friendly with all the the state troopers in this specific area. So he gives that grandpa a call so he can get on the phone. In actual police footage at the scene, as Paul comes closer to where Anthony is talking to police, Anthony starts screaming at him because Paul seems to be like laughing and kind of bouncing around. And his girlfriend is the one who is missing. Anthony's girlfriend is the one who is missing. So as Paul, you know, is laughing and coming closer, he starts screaming at Paul to get the fuck away from him. And then he turns to the officer and he says, do you know who Alex Murdaugh is? And the officer replies, yeah, I know that name. And then and almost like the most like deadened, deadpan, like despaired tone. uh, Anthony says, that's his son. Good luck. (gasps) Meaning like, there's nothing you guys are going to be able to do to this kid who is responsible for this. Now they're all taken to a hospital. Connor has a severe jaw injury, like from the crash. Morgan has a severe hand injury from the crash. They both require like surgical intervention. You know, it's not just like a, you're going to be bruised. It's like, no, you need, you're going to need surgery. Okay. Let me find my... This is where I'm like, oh, God, why did I have kids? Uh, right? I, can't, I, can't. I mean, just the... the, the it's like the, you don't want them so, to get hurt. Yeah, Ugh. but just teach your kids not to drink and drive or That's, operate boats yeah. yes. or to hang out with people that do. So Paul just also had been so drunk and belligerent that to get him into the ambulance at the scene, he had had to be physically restrained. When he arrives at the hospital, he is literally strapped down to the gurney. And he had had to been taken in a separate ambulance because that's how like belligerent he was. Uh, 
So now they've arrived at the hospital. He's still strapped down. And then he's just being belligerent and lewd. And this, all of this is captured on like surveillance cameras and people's self. You know, like a lot of this is live footage. And you just see him and you, you're just like, oh, God, you suck, kid. Like, I'm, you know. Well, he's wait, never this... had any boundaries put upon right, him. And he's ever. absolutely out of control, intoxicated. And he is um, behaving as he does. So Alex... Murdoch and Randolph Murdoch arrive at the hospital and they immediately go into let's get our stories straight and cover our boys ass mode. (laughs) Alex. So that's Paul's dad, just in case there's lots of names. I know goes into each of the friends hospital rooms and tells them to tell the police that they don't either they don't know or they can't remember who was driving the boat at the time of the crash. He never once asks any of them if they're okay, or inquires about Mallory. Oh and God. like the search for her. Uh, sorry. Evil, evil, evil. Just, just self-serving. It's all about the family. Got to protect the family. Alex then actually calls Connor's parents. Now, Connor was the one who had actually driven the boat for a little bit, right? He had convinced him to let him drive the boat. And so there you can, there's clearly a, a something going on here where they're like, we'll just set Connor up for this. So he calls Connor's parents, Alex, and tells them that their son had been driving the boat. But not to worry, he's going to help them out. He's going to uh, put them in touch with an excellent lawyer and everything is going to be all right. Uh, and weirdly, in written statements and police interviews, the friends on the boat, they they do what they're told like they all say they can't they don't know for sure who was driving the boat like even connor himself says i can't remember or i don't know you know when they're suggest asking if it's him like you would know if you were driving you would know he's like i don't remember so uh the only interviewee who clearly states that paul was driving the boat was the police like footage when he was talking to anthony at the scene of the crime and he says while he's talking to them, Paul was driving the boat and he hit the bridge, you know, and all that stuff. But he's the only one. And it's not like a formal statement. It's just when he was talking to the police at the scene. Now, of course, meanwhile, the search for Mallory is ongoing. The boat is now a crime scene and the sheriff's deputies are guarding it closely. When Mallory's parents arrive, they try to rush down to the water near where the boat is, obviously hoping to find their daughter. And they are they are stopped and they're told they cannot cross the crime scene tape like this is a crime scene now and you can't cross this tape however a witness who was also the hel- there helping with the search saw randolph and maggie murdaugh arrive and when they approached the tape without even saying anything the cop lifted it and they were able to go through yeah um and i said because corruption <laughs> yeah because corruption they're allowed in and between the initial search of the boat and when it arrived in police custody after a murdoff family member towed it to police uh several pieces of evidence went missing you guys including paul's clothing and his cell phone so i just to explain how deep obviously law enforcement and the district attorneys like those are going to be two offices that work together closely they're obviously going to have a whole like I'll scratch your back, you scratch my... I mean, in this small community, it's very clear because in what world does a family member of a potential, like, you know, a person who's committed a crime, their family member gets to take the crime scene 
from its location to the police station instead of the police doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That, 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 that was happened. like, yeah, we'll let you do it. We don't have the right kind of toe hooked to our car. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can do it. It's corruption. Um, now, Alex Murdaugh had told Connor Cook and his parents that they should use an attorney named Corey Fleming to help Connor out with this legal matter. But when his when Connor's family discovers that Corey Fleming is Alex Murdaugh's uh, former college roommate and godfather to his eldest son, it's clear that the Murdaugh plan uh, was that they're going to pin this on Connor. And they were even guiding him towards a lawyer who would also kind of steer the ship that way and tell him, you know, like, we'll get you a plea deal or something. And immediately once they realized this connection to Alex, that this lawyer would put Alex and Paul's interests above his own, they they fire him. Good. But he is also, it's like a, in the documentary, he says it's a real eye opener for him that he's like, this man who I considered a friend, you know, like our, our kids grew up together. We were friends. He was clearly willing to sacrifice my son to save his and, you know, it's just a horrifying feeling and probably so powerless. They uh, couldn't even find a lawyer for a while. That's how powerful this family was. So after they fired Corey, at least two people that they met with wouldn't take their case because they weren't willing to go up against the Murdaughs. Oh, my God. Now, seven days after the accident, the search for Mallory Beach came to an end. And it was the outcome people had known was coming, but one they prayed wouldn't. Seven days after the boat crash, they found Mallory Beach's body and she had passed away. Now, even though there was missing evidence and the police were clearly like shady, it was, in fact, in the end, Paul, not Connor, that ended up being charged with felony boating under the influence that resulted in the death of Mallory Beach. So that's good. So they actually did charge the right guy. Now, if found guilty, he would face up to 50 years in prison. Wow. Yeah. So it's serious. Now, at um, the arraignment hearing, the judge set Paul's bond at a big whopping $50,000. And uh, it's crazy. In the documentary, you see this footage. The bailiff starts walking towards him to arrest him, you know, and take him to be like formally arraigned or whatever, where they can. As the bailiff is approaching him, Paul gets this look in in his on his face it's kind of like what the fuck are you doing don't you know who i am and before the bailiff can put the handcuffs on him paul's lawyers intervene and he is allowed to walk out not in handcuffs uh he never spent a moment in jail he wasn't even formally booked as they're leaving the courthouse they pay off the bond the fifty thousand dollars and then they're just like we'll just take your mug shot right here in the hallway feller so you don't have to head down to the jail cell so he never goes he's never formally booked he never has to spend a minute in like a cell or a you know a whole anything he just leaves so the uh the trial was set for a future date but it seemed like he was getting a lot of lenience. Like he was allowed to travel within the state. There was no house arrest. There was, you know, like you'll come back for trial when it's time. And obviously with a big family of lawyers, they were going to do everything they could to like push it off, push it off, push it off, file all these things. Um, uh, And basically Paul kind of goes back to his life. But this time, this time the public outrage reached beyond the five counties that make up the low country. It, this was it became kind of a national news story about this rich, privileged white kid who was being clearly given special treatment, even though he had 
you know, he had behaved in a way that resulted in the death of this young woman. And a lot of posts like social media, Twitter, all that stuff were, you know, were calling him a piece of shit and a privileged <laughs> asshole and saying, you know what? Uh, karma was going to get him that even if his money gets him out of like jail time, he's going to get his in the end. And so this is why the theory that Paul Murdaugh had been in a targeted hit by someone seeking justice for Mallory Beach, the investigation into Maggie and Paul's murder was kept like really tightly under wraps as it was going on. But the speculation in the community is like, this is retaliation for Mallory. Um, but as time goes on in the double homicide investigation, no s- suspects are ever named. No one in town was really willing to talk because they were all scared of the Murdaws and they, nobody wanted to be involved. As I mentioned, everybody's safest bet was to just stay off their radar. That was like everyone's plan, like just stay off the Murdaugh family's radar. Um, and basically the Murdaugh family kind of closed ranks and they started to kind of lean into the theory that some delusional vigilante had killed Maggie and Paul. And this was clearly evidenced by the amount of security present at Paul and Maggie's funeral. Everyone there was on edge. Like the Murdoch family lawyers interviewed. He's like, my wife and I were both incredibly nervous the whole time. Like, is someone going to show up with, you know, and try to hurt more, more of the Murdoch family and friends. Um, And, you know, people, tensions were high. They had tons of security. Now Maggie's sister gave her eulogy at the funeral and then an attorney from PMPED that's the law firm right spoke yes. spoke for Paul he gave Paul's uh, eulogy which he started by saying he hadn't seen Paul in a while and that is how unwilling to step into the line of fire the members of the Murdaugh family were Alex let a co-worker who hadn't seen his son for a while give his eulogy rather than stand up in front of a crowd and potentially I don't know that take- is Taken out by a delusional vigilante. And then just a few months later on September 14th of 2021, a new breaking news story. A man who had been changing his tire on the side of the road at 11 or sorry, at 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon had been shot in the head by somebody who had driven past him, turned around after driving past him and then shot him in the head. And that man was Alex Murdaugh. What? And that's where we're going to stop part wait, one. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, okay, wait, hold yes. on. Yes, so the who? father of yeah. the wife and son who were murdered in the double homicide, like three months later, while changing a flat tire on the side of the road, is shot in the head. Okay. And that's where, we're, that's where we're going to end part one, because I just feel like now you guys got to come back. Well, I'm dying to know. Yeah. And because that's this is the beginning, y'all. This is just the beginning. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to have to watch this show. Yeah, I could not recommend it more. I'm I'm serious. Like I I ended up watching it twice just to make sure I was getting certain date dates and names correct. But it was interesting enough that it wasn't hard for me to watch it twice. Ooh, that's fun. And it is going to get even the there's a, a quote, I think, in the film that says, this story was so crazy and there were so many twists and turns. And every time you thought that that, that the, the story had come out, there would be a new turn or a new twist. And this that's why so true. And this is all happening having, like 2021. This is 2021. 
This is my only regret to having kids because, sorry guys, I'm sure they can hear me there outside. (laughs) It's, you know, but it's like, I can't just go now and watch it. I have to be, I have to wait for them to go to bed. I know. Yeah, you definitely, you you don't want them watching this. No. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. This, this entire family and not just this immediate family, you know, what that I'm talking about most with like, with Paul and Maggie and Buster and Alex, but like the whole Murdoch family you know, we're going to discover that while this the crimes I'm talking about are recent, clearly it's a century's worth Ooh. or nearly a century's worth of corruption and abuse of power Damn. and white privilege at its most gross. Um, I am. I can't wait. Also, I just want to give a little nugget. If you've listened this far yes. next week, we're going to be covering falling for Christmas. This is the Lohana sons, Lohana sons. My husband and I were talking about, uh, oh, Lindsay the Lohana sons. That's great. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's Renaissance. Yes, everyone. exactly. It's on Netflix. So, so watch it. If you want to catch up and like, you know, be a, be with us. I'm going to try not to do too many spoilers, but I, there's some things you just got. It's, it's a it's a good rom com trope, and I anyways I have lots to talk so, about. So yeah, that when we are back uh, two Tuesdays from now, what That's is right. that like the sixth? I believe you are correct, my the darling. The sixth of December on the sixth yes. of December. If you want to be in the know, if you know, you know. Yeah, you're gonna watch Lindsay Lowe in ho, Falling ho, ho. for Christmas. Ho ho ho! <laughs> I love you guys. We um, love you, rom criminals. This is great. Thank oh, you. Good. I'm excited for part two. We'll see you next next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rom Crime with Avrin and Vanya. Episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all things Rami and Crimey. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rom Crime or email us movie and true crime suggestions at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.